Hi, and welcome to the Physical Podcast. Today I'd like to continue with Walter Russell and the Universal One, Chapter Two, The Life Principle. Life is the pulsing electromagnetic oscillation of thinking mind. All life is immortal life. There is no mortal life. Life is a vitalizing property of all matter. Life is in and of all matter. Man's concept of life is not logical. Man's, man conceives life to be a property apart from matter, quickening compound elements of inorganic matter into living, functioning organic beings. Man defines organic matter as that in which life begins to function, imbuing it with vitality and intelligence. Man defines inorganic matter as those elements or compounds of matter in which there is no life and in which there is no vitality nor intelligence. Man conceives life as spontaneously generated in matter at favorable temperatures and under favorable conditions. Such concepts are not true concepts. In searching for the life principle, man is attempting to discover something corresponding to a germ which quickens lifeless matter. Life is not a germ and no matter is lifeless. Life is in and of all things from the beginning, always and forever. Life has no beginning. Life has no ending. Life is eternal. Life is in and of all of inorganic as well as all organic matter. Life is in and of all of the elements and the atoms of the elements and the compounds of the elements. Life is in and of the sun of the atom the planets of the atom, and the heavens surrounding the universe of the atom. Life is the effect produced on the substance of mind by the sequence of alternating electromagnetic pulsations which constitute the process of thinking. The progress of this effect is registered in integrating life and manifests itself in that orderly periodic phenomenon inherent in all matter and all things which man calls growth. All growing things are imbued with the life principle. All things are growing things. All matter is evolving. All matter is growing. All matter is living. Life is merely the registration in matter of states of motion of thinking mind. The substance of mind has the appearance of many states of motion, which man calls the elements of matter. The elements of matter do not vary, vary in substance. They vary only in their states of motion. All motion is periodic and evolutionary. All motion is motion in equilibrium. No other motion is possible. All motion has the appearance of being divided into opposites. These opposites of motion shall henceforth be termed motion in inertia and motion in opposition. All that appearance which man calls matter is motion in opposition. Motion in opposition is under either preponderantly electric or magnetic domination. It is a state of motion where pressures are unequalized and sustained in their state of unequalization by the resistance of the two opposing forces in motion. The point of maximum motion in opposition is the nuclear center of a unit or system where opposing pressures reach their point of maximum pressure. The form of matter disappears into motion in inertia. Motion in inertia is equally electric and magnetic. Neither force dominates. It is a state of motion where pressures are equalized. 
Man's concept of life is energized organic substance. Man's concept of death is de-energized organic substance. There is no death. Life is eternal. The one substance of the universal of the universe cannot become de-energized. Man's concept of life belongs to motion in opposition. Man's concept of death belongs to motion in inertia. Life belongs, in principle, to motion. This is a universe of motion. The cause of all motion is the dynamic action of thinking of the one universal living being, which man calls God, or mind, or by other names, all of which stand practically for the one idea of fatherhood or deity. Thinking is a process, an orderly evolutionary periodic process of absolute limitation. All motion of thinking mind is born in the maximum high speed of the universal constant of energy. It runs the gamma of periodic and opposing deceleration and acceleration in six full tones, one double tone, and a master tone, to each of ten lowering octaves, and a variable number of mid-tones in each of the last four octaves. The seven tones are those so-called elements of matter, which are improperly classified in the eight groups of the commonly accepted Mendeleev periodic table. All effects of motion which cause the appearance of these elements is that which is here in term motion and opposition. The master tone of each octave is the record of all motion taking place within the octave. The master tones are the turning points between reaction and action, just as the double tones are the turning points between action and reaction. They are the beginnings of each new expression of energy and motion and are records of the old. They are the ends of exhalations and the beginnings of inhalations. The master tone of each octave is the inheritance of the original motion of the thinking process of mind. These master tones are the inner gases which are classified in the zero group of Mendeleev table. The state of motion of these inner gases is that of motion in inertia. Motion in inertia is that state of pressure equilibrium which lies between any two masses. The inertial line or plane is that dividing line or plane toward which all masses discharge their potential. It is the line or plane of lowest potential of two opposing areas of potential where opposing pressures neutralize. This is the plane of minimum pressure of two opposing areas. The master tones which represent the state of motion in inertia and are the inert gases bear the same relationship to the elements that white bears to the colors. They are registration of them all. White is not included in the spectrum. It has no place there. The inert gases should not be included in the elements. They have no place there. Of this, more shall be written later in its proper place. The 10 octaves constitute a cycle of evolving states of motion. This cycle includes the uttermost limitations of divine possibility, and beyond it nothing is or can be. The cycle begins with the highest note and descends the scale sequentially through man's unseen universe until hydrogen, the first element perceivable to man, is reached. There is no unseen universe. Those tones which follow hydrogen are man's visible or physical universe of matter and continue into the tenth octave. Here, elemental integration and disintegration have ended the cycle by the attainment of the equilibrium of its beginning. All motion is oscillatory, swinging in sequence between two apparently opposing forces, 
gravitation and repulsion, which are respectively electric and magnetic. This oscillatory motion is a pulsating in-breathing and out-breathing, an inhalation and an exhalation, which is a characteristic of all matter, whether it be in units or system or units or mass. These two apparently opposite forces are the father-mother forces of mind, which, added together, make but the one force. There is but one pendulum to the cosmic clock. All the so-called created universe, created universe of matter is but the effect of these two apparently opposing male-female forces exerting their opposition. All motion in opposition is both gravitative and repulsive. This is characteristic of all matter. Motion at the inertial line or plane where mass disappears is neither gravitative nor repellative. Hence the master tones which register effects of motion on this line or plane should not be included in the table of the elements. All matter is characterized by periodic and alternating opposites of motion in sequence, each opposite being preponderant in sequence. Each opposite force is the cause of the other. Opposition is a characteristic appearance of all effects of motion and has no existence other than as an appearance. In inertia, this appearance always disappears. Motion and matter must not be confounded. Matter as man understands matter is only an appearance due to states of motion. The creation of form and matter is the apparent integration of those things which are and always have been. The decreation of form and matter is the apparent disintegration of apparently integrated things. Creation is transmutation or integration of the one simple indivisible substance into the appearance of many complex substances and things. Creation may be likened unto the assembling of a few letters of type through the printing of a very complex idea. Decreation may be likened unto the redistribution of type after it has served its purpose of giving expression to idea on the printed page. Matter is light crystallized into the complex idea of this universe, exactly as literature is type assembled into the complex ideas of libraries. Matter is the registration medium of light, just as letters are the registration medium of literature. Matter is light gravitationally assembled into the appearance of form and radially disassembled into the disappearance of form. The assembly process is what man calls life. The disassembly process is what man calls death. Light exists as light always and forever. All matter is but a variation of the state of light due to variation of dimension of the evidence of motion in the wave by which all motion is expressed. To man, matter means the complexity of many substances and many things. Complexity and variability belong to motion and not to substance. It is but one unchanging substance. The appearance of change does not belong to substance, but to motion. Man lives in the universe of motion, the universe of appearances and illusions which deceive him except for those simple, obvious illusions with which he becomes perfectly familiar. Man will stoutly aver that matter changes and that there are many substances, but he would not dream of contending that the moon runs along the road behind the trees as it runs. Yet one contention would be as reasonable as the other. Matter and mind and light and energy are eternal. They are constant. They are cause. Form and motion are illusions. They are fleeting. There are effects.